beautiful thank you the hell of an intro <laughs> um writer's block you know what you came in you know what you signed up for for our for our zany antics and our brainy man ticks and our because because we have a, a tick and we're men and you also tuned in for our cutting analysis on covid vaccines <laughs> but not today not today yeah you tuned in for the future you if you've listened to the first five episodes now at least through the first four you will you are on board for um covid vaccine 101 yeah and then we're talking conspiracy theories we'll talk the science i've got some of the science behind it with pharmacy and i've got some of the conspiracy theories behind the truth (laughs) wake up people wake wake up sheeple (laughs) get woke okay this is the writer's block episode five yeah spinoff of the good the bad and the movies a remix yeah ribbit ribbit (laughs) we're talking about frogs today but frogs in our throats while we're trying to sing didn't it rain great segue yes because impeccable before we get into your movie idea this week we gotta re 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 rewind (laughs) just triple air horns everywhere and uh get into our scripts that we made for didn't it rain our little teases for you such a fucking tease (laughs) a little little treat for you um lucas and i talked about our scripts real quick and surprisingly we had a similar scene yeah pretty much the same scene same scene yeah so um i'm gonna start because this is my movie idea it's a but it's a battle of the scenes yeah and mine is more serious yours is a little funnier yeah okay which fits befits our personalities yeah for sure um my apologies because mine has quite a bit of exposition not a lot of dialogue it's there's definitely a scene in mine where it's it better to be seen than talked about no, but and mine's the opposite so. I'll, i'm gonna run with it anyway contrast didn't it rain by brandon lorentz and lucas snediger <laughs> exterior Douglas White, played by Josh Gad, is walking back to his apartment in his new hometown of Montgomery, Alabama. He's currently walking back after getting McDonald's breakfast on a Saturday morning. With sausage McGriddle and coffee in hand, belly full of hash browns, Douglas gets lost on his way back to his apartment. Eventually, he's drawn to some music in the distance when he stumbles upon a church. Um, That with the name of Maggie Street Baptist Church faded on the front. He opens the door and walks in to find a gospel higher, higher gospel <laughs> choir rehearsing for their service set tomorrow. Now in the interior, the camera slowly pans down from the peak of the church to showcase all of the beauty in the church and reveal Douglas in awe of the church itself. He quietly creeps his way into the rehearsal and sits in the pews, listening to the choir perform their version of Oh Happy Day under the direction of Reverend Willis Martin. 
Marshall, played by J.V. Smoove. <laughs> Promptly, as he sits down to admire the choir, Reverend, Willen, Reverend Willis Marshall stops the choir. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, folks, now remember, we gotta swell, we gotta grow, you get that? We gotta swell as we enter the finale of this piece. That's where the music is, that's where the soul is. And that's where we can really connect with the people and God and choir in the midst of his speech. Go, yes, of course, yes, amen, all that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reverend Willis Marshall then goes, alrighty then. Now let's take it from the top. Norma, played by Jennifer Hudson. Uh, let's take it from the top. You keep doing what you're doing, girl. The piano begins to play and Norma, like I said, played by Jennifer Hudson, takes a deep breath and preps herself um, Gets herself prepared. Suddenly, she starts to sing with the choir repeating her words in the intro in a whispered but intense resonating tone. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus washed, when Jesus washed, he washed my sins away. Oh, happy day. The camera turns to show Douglas sitting in awe of the sound Norma and the choir are creating. Suddenly, Robert Newman, played by Philip Baker Hall, an unknown man to Douglas at the time, sits down in the pews behind him and quietly talks to him. It sure is something, isn't it? Oh my, Douglas says, you scared me. But yes, yes it is, Robert replies. I've been coming to this church my whole life, and every time I hear them sing, it ceases to amaze me the way... So many voices can come together to make one single sound. Baffles me every day, and Douglas replies. I couldn't agree more. Gospel choirs and music in general have always been a love of mine. And Robert, in a poetic kind of speech, goes, and the crazy part is, no matter how distinct one single voice is, or how it can stand out, it can somehow make its way into this singular sound, like it's always belonged, like no matter how different it may seem, it seems to be have been created by God himself and to be destined to be in this choir. The camera pans to Douglas's face as he looks back upon the choir rehearsing, realizing his dream is right in reach while Robert continues. These people, these voices, and God are all meant to be here in one way or another. And we are meant to be here too. Douglas remains silent and in complete shock of what he's just heard between Robert and the choir. I'm sorry, I may have come on a little strong and scared you here, I'm just very passionate about music and God and this church. My name is Robert Newman. And Douglas goes, what? Oh, sorry, my name's Douglas White. I just moved here from Minneapolis. And Robert goes, wow, and what are you doing here in Montgomery? And Douglas says, I came here to be in this choir. The camera pans behind Douglas and Norman to reveal both of them look forward and listen to the choir as the song comes to an end. Ah, oh, very nice. Very, very deep. Yeah, I like, very metaphorical. I, I see what you did there yeah. with the whole God made one of this, but it's fitting in and everything. Yeah, That's yeah, great. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel pumped. That was pretty great. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> you gonna bring the demons out of me? And I, and I know you did love singing that. Oh, for sure. It's it a showcase. <laughs> That's great. And as as we said before, mine is pretty much the exact same scene. He only comes, he comes the day, the day after. And I guess he, in my scene, he talks to the, the church officials to try and get in. So maybe not exactly the same scene, but pretty similar. Yeah. It's his first interactions with this choir. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is Didn't It Rain by Lucas Snedeker and Brandon Lorenz. <laughs> Interior of the Second Christ National Church, which is not a bank, but a church. <laughs> 
Second Christ National Bank. Exactly. Even though it's a Monday at the church, it is still fairly bustling. Reverend Peterson, played by David Oyelowo, works in his office, just a straight shot from the pulpit. And Miss Grange, played by Jennifer Hudson, sings softly to herself as she works on music out in the pews. In walks Stephen, played by Josh Gad. No, you didn't go. You, you didn't go with no, Jack. No, I did not. I could, I could definitely feel writing Josh Gad is a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. So Stephen marvels at the art and frescoes on the wall and around the church. As he walks through, he hears Miss Grange's soft singing. Stephen says, wow, that's beautiful. What a day that will be, correct? Miss Grange looks at him with a side eye. She says, can I help you? Are you lost or something? Stephen says, I'm not lost. Actually, your singing is part of why I'm here. Is the priest around? <laughs> Miss Grange says, the priest? You mean Reverend Peterson? Stephen says, I guess I do mean Reverend Peterson. Do you know where I can find him? Reverend Peterson, already sensing some brewing commotion, makes his way out to where the other two are talking. Reverend Peterson jovially, jovially says, Good morning, children. My ears were burning. And who might you be? Stephen brushes off his jacket. Stephen says, Father, my name is Stephen Sanderson. I'm a recent graduate of the Wisconsin-Milwaukee Music Program, where I graduated with honors in the Music Education Program. Sir, my whole life it's been a dream of mine to be able to sing in a choir like you all have got here in Christ National. You see, I was just walking back home yesterday and was just divinely... Miss Grange interrupting says, Hold up there, Stephen. You want to sing in our gospel choir? Peterson says, Yeah, I heard it too, Miss Grange. Stephen says, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I can sing. I can really sing. <clears throat> hey, what you want? <clears throat> Baby, I got it. <laughs> what you need? Miss Grange puts her hands up and turns away, hardly able to control her laughter. Son, you do know that this is a gospel choir, correct? Stephen says, Um... Yes, sir. Of course. Miss Grange interrupts and says, Then why on earth is there a white boy in my church singing R-E-S-P-E-C-T like this is a goddamn audition? And why wouldn't you pick a gospel song? Stephen says, Well, I just wanted to show my range. Peterson laughing says, Stephen, I would love to listen to your rendition of Aretha Franklin's Respect. But the fact of the matter is, the choir is only open to church members. And this is the first time either of us have ever met you. Stephen thinks about this for a second, but nods his head in quick decision. Then I guess I'll be here every Sunday until that fact is changed. Miss Grange sighs while Reverend Peterson smiles. Great. <laughs> I fucking love your singing. <laughs> That's it's so bad. Steven Sanderson. Yeah, you love Steven hey, Sanderson. God, I, for some reason, I still wasn't expecting it. Even it when got he was me. named Steven. Even every time you said you're going to use Sanderson. And, nope. <laughs> still got me. I love it. That was great as well. I almost used something where, like, at the end of mine, like, say they're because I wanted it to kind of end and I envisioned like after the singing and them both looking at the end of the rehearsal or whatnot, mm -hmm. it like cut to a different scene of like him in his apartment or something. But mm -hmm. I almost wrote in a scene where he's like at the very end, just like stands up and starts clapping and like screaming for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody just like, well, who in the hell is that? Like Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah. If I... I sit your white ass down. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to work Chris Tucker in, but I didn't really have an yeah, avenue to. I I could have written like six pages, and I tried to keep it tame. I had two today. Yeah, I, I had a little over, a little under two. Yeah. I really like your direction too, where it kind of sets up moving forward. You're like, you have to be a member of this church, and so it is him. Yeah. Building, you can see that the gears are spinning in his head, and he's ready to come every week, build the repertoire yeah. with the choir members itself, and become one with everybody, so that. Yeah, he's gone. It, yeah, and I, and I definitely think that I am more comfortable writing like comedy and hijinks and just slapstick stuff. Yeah, coming from your first script for Writer's Block of Starred and mine is Painters, yeah. it kind of makes sense that we went each direction yeah. that we did. However, 
This week, my idea... Is not a comedy. It is not. It's a... Well, we'll get to it. Uh, I think it's time. Time for my idea of the week. Ding, ding. <laughs> okay. So we should we should we should create a sound clip or something there. And my idea of the week, and then it plays, <laughs> yeah, it plays something, a, a little jingle. We got to get Devin to recreate a new intro for us or something, but yeah. just for that, a Devin, trans, a transition phrase. Devin, please help us out. I know you're a busy <laughs> man, but we and we love you, and we love you, <laughs> and Liver. But I've never met Liver. Yeah, Liver's his new cat, people. Oh yeah. wait, we did talk about liver in the last episode of Old. So. Yeah, and I love his I love his liver too. He's got a good liver. He can handle a lot of liquor. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna preface preface my idea for the week, okay? Saying that it's about my personal family's history with gold, but I'm gonna preface it by saying that this story is not the only story in my family's history of lost gold treasure to be found. Because I'll give a quick explanation right now. One of my great, 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 great right uncles. Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great, 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 great <laughs> uncles was a man named Henry Plummer, famous Montanan, who was a leader of Bannock as a sheriff, but he was also a leader of a gang called the Innocents, and they killed and robbed people all over the state of Montana. And right before he was hung, he said, if you guys don't hang me, I will show you where I buried all my gold. But they hung him anyways. Mm. Yeah, so I was gonna, that is not this story, however... This story is based off of another family member's <laughs> buried gold. And it's my great, 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 some similar uncle named Uncle Lewis. Okay. Who my mom recently told me about. Um, this story in a little more detail. But he was a gold prospector on the river, some river in Montana. I don't know. We got a bunch of them. But he struck it big, had his gold. Then one night, someone he must have known came over and killed him they chopped him in the back of the head with an axe and he even tried to block it with a frying pan but it still went through and that's he, a hard that's a hard ass swing of an axe yeah. to go through a frying, through pan, frying pan and kill you and through he, a frying pan and through a skull exactly or maybe it blocked it and then he got another shot off or something oh maybe yeah but then later on someone came back to the camp and found these people like digging around in the ground and trying to find his gold and scared him off and since then the gold has never been found wow you could be so rich i know which brings us to our movie idea for the week it, do you think it would be more exciting to find that gold or that time we found out that you had half a bitcoin <laughs> after years of nothing after, and for like six thousand dollars and it turned into seven grand yeah. out of, you just remembered bitcoin when it was starting to boom and you're like oh shit i yeah i think like lost gold treasure might might be a little bit <laughs> might more than be a half, half a bitcoin, bitcoin. yeah but what so. if what if it was half a bitcoin now like if you forgot and then it was booming and now it's worth like thirty thousand what if we dug it up and instead of gold it was just a bunch of bitcoin <laughs> it was just a bunch of cryptocurrency it was, it was on a usb <laughs> it, it's just a usb of cryptocurrency yeah. from your great 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 uncle so the 1800s he, he wasn't a real miner he was a crypto miner Bitcoin yeah. miner, yeah in the 1800s yeah. and you just open it up and it's yeah instead of a hundred gold coins it's a hundred bitcoins <laughs> all right segue <laughs> future movie idea is just about a, a man who goes into the mines every day and he just mines bitcoin perfect yeah well, well we've got that one and we've got that anthro reindeer smoking marijuana sure. in santa's village eventually yeah, yeah those two will come up in the pocket but anyways so the premise of this week's idea is a dual timeline of one i know it we're getting we're getting fucking real writers now yeah one timeline of the old ancient uncle lewis and his prospecting and eventual death okay and then two a modern day simultaneous storyline of 
a search for the gold a search for the gold maybe like like uh, me like my relative or something you know yeah i mean not me but like a relative of this ancient uncle who's trying to find the gold you know love it yeah and that's where I, where I D- got. Does he find like clues along? Oh, I guess we can figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay, that is great. So, what do you want to do? Main characters. We got to do our main characters first. All right. So, so, who's the old? He's not oldish. I guess he's in his like forties or fifties, but he's a gold prospector. I'm trying to think of like 1880s. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like neo westerns right now. Like, so there's like No Country for Old Men um there's like hell or high water um the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford sure frost ford robert ford um the hateful eight yeah which are all like oscar movies now a bit brokeback mountain is like kind of like a romantic neo-western yellowstone is like a neo-western show these are all like great so neo-western apparently is just a great category if you're looking for something solid (laughs) fire um okay so I'm trying to think of people that I've maybe seen in those that might kind of players. I like Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin could play either the new or the old character. I was thinking the newer character was a little bit younger. Okay. Yeah, because I have a I have a, a direction I I think we could go. Okay. With potentially, Josh Brolin could be good as an old character. As, as the old character, I'm look I'm looking up neo westerns right now. 40s and 50s, Bone Tomahawk. El, Clint, El Camino. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's, yeah, always. As a 97 year old guy. <laughs> uh, oh, Wind River's good too. Fuck. Neo Western just slaps. Popping off. Yeah, I think. Who's the. the Isn't Taylor Sheridan on all those too? The director, writer. Uh, no, Ang Lee is Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, he's a real cowboy. <laughs> yeah, Ang Lee. Yeah. Sicario? Oh, yeah, man, these are all good. Sicario. Um, okay, I, so we could, be, yeah, let's do like a Josh Brolin as the old-timey as guy. My, as my old uncle. Yeah. And the younger character. Yeah. I was thinking like in their 20s. Okay. Because they're setting off now on this journey to go find their great relative's gold. And it puts their family, and he sort of shirks it, shirks his family responsibility in order to do this. I was just about to ask if he was like... Like they were on like a farm or something. Like his parents kind of, yeah. his family yeah. needs him to contribute to the family business. Or yeah, something. I think so. Okay, so that works perfectly. And, I, and that can be like in sort of the Montana setting, where it's like a ranch kid and he rides horses and everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's I mean, that so- could be that could be Tim Chalamet. That could be Tim Chalamet. Um, I'm looking at the 50 best actors under 25, and it's obviously it's Tim Chalamet and tom holland and then it's just all stranger things characters <laughs> um, who's, the, who's the kid from mud you know what i'm talking about all i can think of from mud is obviously matthew mcconaughey oh, ty sheridan he could do it who's let me see him oh, ty sheridan could be good ty sheridan could be good yeah it could be like a young farm boy yeah, maybe like eighteen to twenty-one or something they, like that. They gotta look like they could be Western too. It can't be like Pretty Boy Noah Centennial or something. Where no, yeah, and he he's like it, a can, it can't be. Kid. Ah. It, that's why maybe Tim Chalamet can't do it. Yeah, I was gonna say it couldn't, but then I thought maybe it could be KJ Appa from Riverdale with the red no. hair. If you if you dyed his hair, don't and, know KJ Appa, and it, he's like he's like kind of built. But yeah, if if you got rid of Ugh. the if you got rid of the bright red hair of his and like dyed it something like a yeah, I guess 
I think he could do good. I like yours more. I immediately thought no, but then I was like, he kind of has the build, yeah, like you like see there. there, where he like looks like he. Oh, that's a great one. He could do. He could. He could. I like your pick. The more, red though. hair. Yeah. No. Stain my if, image. If, if you have the red hair in mind, <laughs> you cannot do KJ Apa at all. Um, no, I like your pick. We do Ty Sheridan. Ty yeah. Sheridan and Josh Brolin are our big guys. Connected. Our big boys. <laughs> our thick boys. <laughs> And they're connected through the stars and blood and, and this epic journey of gold, gold. and yes. mud and, and mud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mud. Isn't that a neo-Western kind of? Sort of. It's kind of like a neo-adventure. Yeah. I guess it has Western themes, but I digress. I think, so this is the original direction I had for this story is that the kid Maybe not, whatever Ty Sheridan, I guess mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Sanderson, we'll call him <laughs> just for something. Just, just throwing, just throwing a just name out there, random. just off the top of my head, like Stephen Sanderson. <laughs> yeah, he is a good, wholesome country, all-American boy, but he slowly becomes more and more obsessed with finding this gold and kind of reaching back to the past, to the point where it starts to like ruin his family and ruin his responsibilities. Sort of like how in Zodiac. Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal become so obsessed it ruins their lives. You okay. Know, yeah. And that sort of, but they're after the gold. Nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. Jake Gyllenhaal again. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Gyllenhaal or should be it. Jake Gyllenhaal could be some some part in this. Gyllenhaal always seems to. Uh, yeah, he could be a, a cowboy. Stronger, where he's like trying yeah. to go through rehab and he loses his mind trying to get Jake Gyllenhaal. You you might make your way. Brokeback Mountain. Shit. I was gonna say yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. You yeah, maybe have... he can bang Ty Sheridan later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal has somehow made his way into some character in this now. Oh sure, okay. we'll find a spot for yeah. you, Jake. Maybe not Maggie. No, probably not Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but then that sort of mirrors the past timeline of this prospector who too, he too became so obsessed with the idea of getting gold that he like abandoned his family and everything. So he like abandoned his wife and kids to go set off on his own and the lonesome on the river to go make his gold. And so in the future, this kid sort of does a similar thing in pursuit of the gold. Okay. Um, okay. That's great. Think? I'm trying to think of like more characters that we can get. Like, I don't think there's like a, with the dual timeline, like the olden days, I don't think there's a huge story with like his family or whatnot. Like it's, I think yeah. that journey has got to be like him finding and getting the gold. I mean, they, they will reflect pretty well. Um, but so you've got to have like, guys. yeah, you've got to have like a confidant of his that's like, on the quest with him or something you gotta have the killer you gotta have a rival yep and then the new age day you gotta have basically the same thing yeah i think i don't know is it do you think the new age one he's gonna have like a another guy going after the gold too and there's like a race to the gold or something probably not it yeah. seems a little far-fetched in the new new no. age day that multiple people are abandoning their lives and families no, I, to yeah, fetch. i think it's yeah but in the in the past for sure because well but in the past he's like going to the river to mine for gold and he hide he finds it and hides it or whatever yeah. now it's just like a family story or heirloom that he's going back to try and find himself yeah, exactly so, okay because yeah. we have another party trying to get it that's just national treasure that's what i was gonna say okay yes yeah. so it's just him so who plays the killer in the olden days in the olden days because as my mom has theorized he must have known the killer because he was able to come up like right behind him while my great 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 uncle was shaving so in that storyline, it's like someone who betrayed him. You know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. his confidant, your idea of the confidant and the killer is the same person. Okay. Okay. So who could be like an old timey kind of slimy bad guy? Maybe Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck could be pretty good. 
the assassination of that's Jesse why, James. Yeah, Fuck. That's why. All these people. I was going to say Chris Pine, but he's in Hell or High Water. We're just yeah. thinking of all these characters that have been in Tom Hardy. Oh, sure. I mean, The Revenant. Yeah, that's a Western. Lawless. Fuck. Yeah, and Lawless. I think Tom Hardy could be a good... Because he kind of has that idea where he could be like the confidant and then turn. Yeah. I think he could be a really good one. Yeah. He's kind of, and he's like slimy enough in The Revenant and everything to mm-hmm. pull it off and in Lawless. I was thinking, who's the guy? Have you seen Prisoners? Yes. Who's the, oh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano could, he's, he, I mean, we keep going back to all the Westerns. He was in There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yep. And he's kind of a schmarmy, slimy ball. Mm-hmm. I like I like Tom Hardy though. Tom Hardy s- seems more like a like a like a country boy than Paul Dano does yeah. for sure. Yeah. He can play the the tough, the burly. Yeah. Yeah. More believable as a minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, what if what if in the olden days, like Paul Dano was with him as well? So it's like a it's like three people, mm-hmm. and Tom Hardy gets upset with the whole thing and leaves. But like they're like the laborers almost to it, and like Paul Dano is kind of like the minds behind the whole mm-hmm. thing where he, he he's he's on the quest for the gold too and knows how to like help out and hide and like mine for gold he's like, like he, their manager yeah he he has like the knowledge of how to do it while they actually do it yeah and then tom hardy gets pissed at that because he's doing all the work he doesn't want to split the share three ways kills he, paul dano says a bear ate him that, well, that's the revenant <laughs> <laughs> kills paul dano says a wolf eats him <laughs> And then says a horse eats him. And then yeah, and then he, unbeknownst to the main guy in the past, he's working out with a killer, and he killer just killed off their other person. There we go. Yeah. Unless you want to do something different. No, that's good. Okay. So we've got a good three in the past. Yeah. We've got what's the guy's name for our future? Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. I was gonna say Trey Sermon. I was like, that's a football player. (laughs) Um, Okay, Ty Sheridan. Great. So yeah. Why don't go ahead? Do you have any? uh, no, I was just trying to think of our current storyline now. Like, who could be? Yeah. I think the only other big characters that have got to be with him is like his, uh, parents. his parents. Yeah, I was gonna say. What do you think? Sort of older, sort of like not in the best financial shape. They can sort of play sort of raggedy, because maybe because their farm is struggling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he keeps abandoning it. Yeah, it, yeah. They can't just be. They can't just be living lavishly it's out not, there. It's not Ted Turner's ranch. It can't. It can't be somebody that looks like you know, like George Clooney or yeah. It can't be a pretty boy. What about what about, what about Mark Ruffalo? Hmm. He's, maybe. maybe he's a little young. Yeah. I was thinking. Oh, I just had it. Son of a bitch. You got this. I don't you think got I got this. it. Vamp, <laughs> um, Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> also no. yeah, also young. Uh, yeah, um, shit. Fuck, who did I have? What about Oscar Isaac, the the dad of Dune, Dune Daddy? Is he the Dune Daddy? Yeah, he's Leto and Dune. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Dune next week because I'm done with my rotation. Oh. So I think I'm gonna watch like some of these Oscar bait ones, like Dune and like Don't Look Up, and because sure. they're on HBO Max and Netflix, yeah. and just kind of get them out. King Richard, King Richard, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Will Smith. I, Oscar Isaac looks like he could he could play a decent like kind of. He can he, working father. Yeah, for sure. I'm upset. I can't remember, but we can move on. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> he could do it. He's sort of ragged looking. He's very, but he can't be a dad. No, and I think this. I was thinking like more like he's like in his fifties or sixties. Oh, late later age. Yeah. Take away. <laughs> 
Oh, I remember now. Tommy Lee Jones, I was going to say. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones would be so good. Yeah. And he's been in the greatest Western miniseries ever produced, Lonesome Dove. Yep. Who yeah. could be his mom? And in No Country. Um, Tommy Lee's wife, an old country woman, an Laura old... Dern. Laura Dern. She's a little young for Tommy Lee Jones, though, don't you think? Yeah, you're right. What about Sally Field? Sally Field's good. Or Susan Sarandon. Those, both, both of those are great. I, I just love Sally Field because maybe it's just my love for Forrest Gump, but she's always just <laughs> seems so kind in everything she does. Yeah. And, I, and that is feeding into my love of Mrs. Doubtfire as well. <laughs> so Sally Field and Tommy Lee Jones are who he abandons. Yeah. And maybe it like starts out as like, I'm going to just do this on the weekend just for like a school history project or something. I'm yeah. Check this out. And then he quits going to whatever community college. He quits helping out at the ranch. He was the quarterback of the football team. Of the, yeah, of the community college football team. <laughs> D- NAIA star quarterback. Yeah, but I also think that he could have like a sort of nobleness about him where it's like sort of like he's on a he's one of the last cowboys and he's out for one of like the last adventures that can be had sure yeah he, everything's becoming so modernized in this world and he wants to kind of yeah. get back to his family roots yeah exactly and he wants to hold on to this western lifestyle that that is in their blood yeah and that they all love so maybe he's like he rides his horse down to where he thinks it is and he's riding on the highway and cars are going <laughs> past him yeah hell yeah um okay i think I think for the most part, the, the old timeline is pretty straightforward. Like, we know sure. what's going to happen. It's going to be mining. There's going to be a killing. We've got the process of finding gold and betrayal in there. Yeah. What happens in this new one? Does he find the gold? Does he... I think that's the ending. Okay. So, if we're going to go to the ending, my... my and you can, you can offer up a different ending as well. But my idea for the ending is he's, like, ragged. He's, he's out of money. He's, like, at his last end. His family has like disowned him or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like become obsessed with finding this gold. And the very last thing he does is he stumbles upon like a cave or something, and he pulls back a rock, and then the screen goes black. We don't know if he finds it or not. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's yeah. That was, that that's was really ambiguous. Yeah, and it, and it's yeah. You don't know if he finds it or the not. The whole desperation thing, and yeah, maybe he gets a look in his eyes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. A Damien Chazelle look in his. I eyes. was gonna say. I was gonna say maybe it's like. You know how, like, you don't ever see what's inside the briefcase in Pulp Fiction exactly. and it opens yeah. it up. You just see a light. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's really good. I actually really like that. Okay. So the whole time is just him searching. He goes town to town, meets, like... Meets old, old-timers. Old-timers, historians, things like that, that kind of point him in the right direction. Yeah, he, hear, he follows rumors and false leads, maybe. Okay. And then they, they lead to nothing sometimes. I saw an actor as I was looking up actors who I thought could be a... Maybe... Maybe oh no, Jake Gyllenhaal's too young for that. <laughs> I was for look- old timers. Yeah, for old timers to look up to. I saw an actor in here that I was like, ooh, he could play a good role in this. And then I was like, nah. It was when I see it, maybe it was John Krasinski, where I was like, oh, he could do something. Yeah, no, it, it would have to be like an old timer, for sure. Like a Benedict like Cumber. a Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall would be really good. Yeah, yeah. Reunite him with Tommy Lee, sort of. He was in Lonesome Dove as well. And yeah. Secondhand Lion. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee wasn't in that, but... And Kicking and Screaming. And Kicking and Robert Screaming. Robert the dad. Yep. Yeah. And the judge. Did you know Robert Duvall's first ever role? No. It was Boo in To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? He has like no line. He has like one line or he whatever. He played Boo Radley? Yeah. 
The creepy one, yeah. Whoa, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Fun fact. Okay. I I I really like this story. Where where do you th- we we said we give a roll to Jill and Hall. Where where we put them? I don't know. <laughs> Can we fit him in? Is he an old timer? I don't. A I don't. Past or the present? I I think he's of the present. Okay. But I don't think he's an old timer. Yeah. I think he's somebody that almost kind of looks to our protagonist as like. Like he's heard rumors and is like kind of like a like a historian as well. He doesn't mm, he doesn't know sure. he's just been passed down these fables of this gold or whatnot throughout the years and want mm-hmm. kind of like roots him on. Yeah, or, and maybe he like is a maybe he's like a journalist and he's like documenting Ooh, this kid or he's that's good. Yeah, or he's, or he's like a historian and he's long been writing about this story. And now the, there's this kid who's enacting his that's story. Great. Yeah. No, I really like that. That's good. Okay. Yeah. When you were saying like the the desperation of finding, and he's like he's basically done. He pulls back one last rock. Yeah. That really hit deep with me mm. when I it's not it's not serious or anything oh, okay. at all. It was when I was on the Survivor. Sure. When um, I was on my Montana version of the yes, Survivor, the windiest show of all time. The windiest show of all time. <laughs> and I was searching for the hidden immunity idol at my first tribe, Benai, and I searched for hours yeah and hours and hours and hours and couldn't find anything and one night like people went off and i was like i'm gonna look and i looked for so long up and down hills and finally <laughs> i was like all right i'm heading back to camp i was like i'm gonna look for one more and i pulled away a rock and it yeah. was there oh that's awesome. shoved it in my crotch that's great so it hit deep but like not like sure. um, like not no, seriously but i mean and imagine that was my goal and you were like that this is the last one i'm gonna do Right, like this is the last rock I'm gonna. Pull that was literally out. the last rock. And imagine I was like pull. your disappointment if you pull that back and there's nothing under there. Then mm-hmm. you're, you know you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So it's between it's the ending is on that balancing beam of super joy or complete giving up. Yeah, it's the theme of the movie. Like the message you're getting out of it is what you take from the ending, what you glean yeah. from it is an is a oh, optimism or a pessimism yes. point of view. That's, I love that. I love that point too because if he finds it, then like his whole adventure lifestyle is redeemed and like maybe he continues with that yes and the, and then you believe in like the western dream or whatever the mm-hmm. western ideal but if he, the american dream yes and if he and if you think he doesn't then you are siding with the fact that he like abandoned his family and ruined his life for like a thing that he was probably never gonna find yeah this is great yeah I that's, like a, that's a, a big message that's a, it's a good ending um okay we've done messages characters Story arcs, themes, yeah. themes, wishful wishes for production. <laughs> who's who's directed this who, joint? Who is our director for neo western? Yeah, I mean Clint Eastwood would uh, Clint do it, but he would do a he, he only you know he only does like one takes, really like one take per scene. Yeah, and he's just like, all right, fuck it, that's good, let's go. So Cl- some, honestly, Clint Eastwood could do so well with this, though. Yeah. Because this is right down his alley. I mean, oh, yeah. he was a part of, like, the West Unforgiven, the Dirty Harrys. Uh, the, I mean, the all-time Western. But... Yes. And then he's done, like, some of the new, like, Gran Torino was kind of like a neo-Western. Sure, yeah. Um, he did Jersey Boys. He did do Jersey Boys. But not quite a neo-Western. <laughs> I, I saw Jersey Boys, just me and Chris Leopold at a theater when it came out. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not, maybe not Jersey Boys. Um, Who's the guy who wrote Sicario, directed Hell or High Water? He could do it as well. Um, it's, um... Oh, who, maybe who wrote Hell or High Water? Maybe. 
Yeah, Taylor Sheridan. Oh, man. Double Sheridan action? Ooh. Just somebody that's had... Ooh, he's a pretty boy. Somebody that's had, like, at least some kind of history within this genre. Exactly. He played... He was in Sons of Anarchy and Veronica Mars. Oh, really? What a what an odd career he's had. Let's do him. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's better than Wes Anderson. He's the guy who directed Wind River. Oh, there, there's two. Yeah. There's right, two of Taylor them. Taylor Sheridan is Taylor continuing Sheridan. his mark on the neo-western genre. Great. All right. And title. Okay, yeah. We had d- tried to discuss this a little beforehand. We said that it had to have something with gold in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think obviously. You originally said Uncle Lewis is gold. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty bland. It's pretty bland. Then you said, I said Gold Rush. Yeah. And... Um, let me find my text to you because Gold Rush and where the hell is we talked so much about Matthew McConaughey last night. <laughs> um, um, gold in the name Golden Road or Gold Rush were my two. Okay. And then you said Fool's Gold, which is a movie which is already a movie and, uh, that I have my fingers crossed that we'll get to watch <laughs> down the line because I like Fool's Gold a lot. Um, I think maybe probably Gold Rush, maybe. Better than Golden Road? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of roads in it. Yeah. Roadhouse. Maybe Gold Lust instead of Gold Dust. They're lusting after gold. Okay. The gold... I was trying to think of, like, the golden object, maybe. The golden... Mm, The golden treasure. Treasure of gold. The golden rose, like the bar in town. Maybe it could be... Oh, I got an idea. It's a it's a single word one again, which I know we have a proclivity. Gold. No, yeah, just gold. Eureka, and oh. it has an exclamation point maybe at the end because it's like the guy found the gold back then. Eureka, Eureka's a city in Eureka Montana. Eureka's a city. Yeah, that could be pretty good. Yeah, but what 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 is, what is your favorite? It's probably Gold Rush. Okay, I think I think that's a. That's probably like a, our safest bet yeah i do like eureka though but i think gold rushes are safest. i think gold should be in the name yeah the golden ages maybe where it's like two different yeah that could timeline. be that could be it yeah the golden girls <laughs> well in the golden age is that's like he like wants to live in the golden age of the west yeah so it could be that the golden ages there we go it's yeah. like double entendre yeah and there's gold in it triple entendre because there's eras what he's the time that he wants to be in yeah. and the literal gold yeah, the golden ages should it be the golden ages or the golden age maybe the golden age simple yeah yeah okay recap 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 we have josh brolin and ty sheridan starring in a movie directed by taylor sheridan called the golden age called the golden age it's a dual timeline movie yep which has josh brolin's character mining for gold with Tom Hardy and Paul Dano and eventually being killed by Tom Hardy. In the past. Yes, in the like 1880s. And then Legend of the Gold being buried spread to the future in the current timeline where Ty Sheridan sets off from his family who desperately need him. Or maybe they they need him. Who, who need him? Tommy Lee Jones and Sally Field. Yes, to help out on the farm. But he leaves them to go pursue this golden dream. Correct. And yeah. along the way, he meets old folks he, he meets, meets old timers he, he meets, meets jake, jake gyllenhaal, gyllenhaal who's a journalist historian or something yeah that has kind of been on the hunt as well but 
not really physically yeah and he makes his way across oh your old folk person dies we forgot to mention that and our did you say uh, oh yeah i said oh you did say that okay i must have missed that and he makes his way through and um along the way an ambiguous ending of the desperation of his last attempt yes the last place he he looked at the last lead he got maybe it's kind of like the the sopranos ending too the dance yeah, stop yeah, exactly. and then it just cuts, to, it cuts black. to black yeah yeah great ending yeah um and you you're supposed to learn from this that that it's 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 a view on the optimist could versus be, pessimist could, you, yeah you could have two different views you could either long to be back in the days of the golden west or you could see the futility futility in this kid giving up the present to chase a paper dream mm-hmm it's almost kind of like the Life of Pi ending, where yeah. where he's had to tell the reporters that how it was yeah. it was the cook. My, the cook and my mom, yeah. but it, it wasn't the the tiger and the zebra instead. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to get Alex to watch Life of Pi so many times. Life of Pi is so good. It's so good. It's so beautifully shot. And it's an Ang a, Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah. It all circles back. It, it, so many connections. All circles broke back. Nice. Yeah. And with that, that is the golden age yeah, and we'll s- Woo! next week it's my turn i already know what it is do you want to say it or you want to save it i'm gonna save it <laughs> i've been waiting on this one it was one of my original ideas it's a ridiculous one marina and alex this one's for this next one's for you you guys have been waiting um well yeah it's gonna be a biopic uh, of someone that's all i'll tell you we'll see you next week for a gnarly for a gnarly week a gnarly spinning week baby yeah. <laughs> all right thanks guys thank you for tuning in to writer's block our spin-off series of the good the bad and the movies each friday we're going to come up with a new movie idea of our own and create it right here on the spot if you like the show please leave us a review on anchor spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening also, if you have any movies you'd like us to review or your own movie ideas for Writer's Block, trademark, please follow and message us on our Facebook and Instagram pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. Tune in next week to hear us discuss more films. And remember, if, if it's, it's good, good and it's bad, it's, it's probably, probably the, the movies. movies.